Blog Talk Radio. Green Sally up, Green Sally down. Left on spot, got a tail to crown. Green Sally up, Green Sally down. Left on spot, got a tail to crown. Kind of 
blew the system all to heck. You know, I couldn't see you guys calling. I didn't know whether I was on, and y'all were texting me, letting me know I was broadcasting, which I appreciate, and I got a little something for you guys that were very loyal. But, um, hey, they are with me tonight. You probably hear her driving in the background, speeding like a bullet, a more zone. And we also have uh, Dr. Corbeau. Why don't y'all say hi let them know that you made it back with us. Oh, boy. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> y'all, like we say, the show must go on. You know, even though Blog Talk wanted to be a, a straight-up B, I ain't even going to say it. It's not yesterday, Monday. and uh, <laughs> y'all know it ain't. It ain't Monday, but it's Saturday. It is Saturday, and you know what? This is a show that's going to be something near and dear to my heart. We are going to talk about the Holy Bible. We're going to talk about the Scripture, its role in conjure, and we're going to talk about that little detail that everybody seems to be forgetting, but that's most important, well, almost as important as the Bible and the Creator. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about faith and its role in the work. And uh, as Lazarus pointed out to me, that's R-O-L-E, not R-O-L-L. Because <laughs> as we were mentioning, you know what, yeah, he was he was sending me uh, messages and texts going, what is, I've never heard the, uh, that turn of a phrase before. And I'm like, oh, crap. I meant R-O-L-E, the role it plays, not not role as in role tied, I guess. I didn't so, know um, if it was a roll call or what. <laughs> <laughs> Project, but yeah, a more uh, you know, I, I don't. I was I was all discombobulated yesterday because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, oh man, you know, I'm used to doing shows alone from you know my radio days, but it took me a little while to figure out how in the world am I gonna get going for two hours, Ooh. you know, flying solo, but. Hell, as uh, Lazarus can tell you, I can I can doggone spin yarns and and wool gather and just muse for two hours. So I was ready to roll, but alas, it was not to be. Blog talk would not cooperate. But we're on tonight, and we are cock locked and ready to rock. I hope. Yep. All right. So now. <laughs> if y'all hear my kids in the background, I'm sorry. They're kind of just excited to be home, so. I understand because you know you you've been you've been driving for like two years now it seems. Oh yeah, uh, about like twelve hours yesterday and all day today. So I finally made it into my home section. So yeah, if I go mute, I'm getting gas. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. Cause we we gonna we gonna get this thing cracking. But you know before we get started, I wanna we gotta do a little housekeeping, y'all. We gotta do a little housekeeping. Just want to say thank you. Um, I don't know if you two were able to listen in for that brief, you know, like three or four minutes to let me broadcast for it booted me. But, you know, I was telling everyone how, you know, we were praying for your safe travels and more, and we were also praying for, you know, the well wishes, Lazarus, of, um, you know, people, you know, your your family members. You know, without going into detail, just let them know that, you know, y'all weren't able to make it because you had, you know, some family things come up. And we got a lot of well wishes for you guys and also some support. I guess, you know, people wanted to help old Lou keep the party going. So I want to say thank you to all those folks, you know, who expressed their concern for us. It actually made me feel good. Aww. And also, yeah, that was awesome, right? You know, yeah. people actually care about us. They like us. They really like us. 
you know, hug right now. <laughs> right, exactly. Just get a little group hug. And also, um, thanks to thanks to a couple of special people. As always, my buddy Andrew, um, who was a longtime supporter of the show from before there was a show. Um, you know, with uh, Dr. Corbo's help, he was able to listen to my rebroadcast um, from uh, the Atlanta radio station. And he's been a listener since then. So, you know, Andrew, but Andrew, buddy, I appreciate you. And also, Evelyn. Evelyn is a supporter and follower of the show. You know, just, we, we would like to extend our thanks to you also, Evelyn. You know, your kind words, like, really, really touched my heart. Y'all, Evelyn, um, you know, she just expressed her thanks and support and uh, for the things we do and, you know, our help, you know, out in the community, you know, both real and conjure-wise. And, you know, she expressed it as us being selfless. And, you know, I really appreciated that also. You know, I'm really big on giving thanks. You know, no one is unappreciated or underappreciated when I'm around. So just wanted to throw that out there. Y'all got anything? Anybody want to give any updates? What you got going on? I don't think my (laughs) updates are appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody... Everybody back up and kicking. So far. Yes, back up and kicking so far, yes. (laughs) Give me another 50 minutes and check again. Right, right. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, hopefully this day found everybody in good spirits and in good health. You know, um, we know this world that we live in will kind of, Get us kind of swept up in the in the sea, so to speak. The waves come crashing in, and every next thing you know, you are smack dab in the middle of something. But you know, it's all about riding the wave, and you know, we we all rode the wave, and we ended up back here on the airwaves with y'all tonight. So, thanks thanks for tuning in. And I see we got some callers in the queue already, which is awesome. Thank y'all so much for listening. And um, I guess we can get on to the show. You know what um. What role does the Bible play in conjure? You know, we've had some um, some guests come on, and, you know, I always ask them. I guess that's that's me just trying to stir the pot a little bit, me wanting to ask them what they think about that, because we all know it's a, a trend that's going on out there, folks wanting to uh, folks wanting to tell us that the Bible is not really an integral part in conjure, that that's a convenient myth that's being put out. And, you know, I kind of take offense to that because I know growing up that, that, that the two are linked. You know, you can't really have conjure without the Bible, especially when you look at the area in which it was, which it was, um, which it morphed. You know, Lazarus, well, you know, what's your take on the matter? Well, I like to always refer back to things Wasima said because I consider her one of my teachers. When you walked into her grandma's house, right by her chair, the first thing on top was a Bible. And it wasn't there for books. If you're throwing that out, you're throwing out the work. You ain't even doing the work. You're playing around. That's my opinion. Yeah. You're right. It's it's odd because a lot of times this is coming from people who have no idea about the Southern culture. They have no idea about black culture. And you're not going to walk into too many houses and not find a Bible. You know, hell, you, you, could, you could trip over one in my house. 
they're all they're strewn over the place. And same thing with my grandmom, because I know about that heirloom Bible. Those were real big down here. He had the big heirloom Bible. Usually it was the same one that you could order that they order from the catalog company. That's the real thick one with the blue binding, got the picture of of Jesus on the front and. When you open it up, and I think we were talking about this one time, how that was like the census, because, you know, the records of who was born and died were recorded right there on that opening flap when you first opened it up. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that, that the Bible was important, and a lot of times this work is going to be done in Jesus' name. <clears throat> you know, um, a lot of stuff does come out of the Old Testament. You know, but Conjure has a has a definite Christian flavor to it. You know, and, and I'm with you. You cannot separate it. You know, like the prophet told me one time, it's it's sad so many people now are trying to take the spirit out of spiritual work. You know, it's just not something that can be done. And, you know, like I said time and time again, you know, and you just said it. Call it whatever you want. You know, uh, give it a name, whatever whatever you want to call it. But just don't call it conjure if you're taking the Bible out of it. Yeah. All right. You know, it's like they used to say, you're either serving one or the other. Mm-hmm. If you're taking the Bible out, well, that always says who you're serving. Right. You're right. You know, who who are you serving? If you're taking the Bible out of it. Who are you serving? You know, it's it's like what always amazed me, folks. They like you say you say Jesus. Oh well, he don't exist, but I got gnomes living in my garden. <laughs> Let You're right. Let me in for a second. You're right. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, just well, don't, don't add up. You believe in anything, yeah. but. One man did not exist, but that gnome in your garden talks to you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even the crazy yeah, folks believe in Jesus. We got four Jesuses at the mental hospital that I know of. Man, you know what? You are. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. And see, I, I blame a. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of you kind of threw me with that one because I pictured the um, the the folks with with the with the uh, tin foil hats on mm-hmm. in there. It's easier for people to believe nowadays in space aliens than it oh, is for folks to believe now. in God. You know, yeah, time times are getting scary. They're getting real scary. You know, especially you know, and what I think is that. When when we talk about people and them not really wanting to deal with the Bible, it's to me it's more a problem with some of the Christians they've met. You know, and, and they and they kinda wanna paint the whole tradition or paint the whole religion or, or paint the whole thing. You know, but you can't judge the Bible off of Christians you've met. You know, and I understand it's a lot. It has a lot to do with the delivery. You know, um, like let's let's take my favorite meal or, what, or anybody's favorite meal. You know, you you'll be willing to eat it just about any time of day. Like for me, it may be pizza. I'm a, I'm a junk food junkie. You know, you could take the most delicious pie that I would eat any time of day, any day of the week, maybe even for Thanksgiving. 
But if you serve it to me up on a trash can lid, it's not going to be that appealing. I'm not going to eat it. And that's the problem. You know, a lot of people have presented the Bible to folks on a trash can lid. And they've been turned away from it, you know, ever since. Because I've had people who listen to the show and they say, well, you know what? I'm going to give this Bible a try again. And now I'm finding things in there that I never knew or never saw before because most folks give it a, a cursory reading. You know, they do the nativity, you know, section during Christmas time or you know, they'll they'll quote stuff of convenience. Like in, they'll quote an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth when they're ready to bust somebody upside the head. But they don't really get into it. You know, it's it's the truth. It's the truth. Well. You know, or, or when they when they want to get their freak on, they'll say, "Well, let's be fruitful and multiply." Mm. You know, that's that. It stems from kind of the same area. The same people that are so against it, it's the pick and choosing. What is pick and choosing? That shows a lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take this. I want to take that. That's feel good. Right. Well, feel good. Don't that's what's feel good do for you? It just lit. That's just like taking drugs. Well, hey, you'd be just as empty at the end. God, you you got to be disciplined with this work. You can't just pick and choose. You can't just take the nice side of God because that's what you feel like and build your own sandcastle. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. You're right. Well, no, well, I happen to agree with your opinion. You know, you don't you don't get to pick and choose, especially when it comes to this work. Especially if you're gonna do the work for other people. You know, you, you you can't you can't pick and choose. You gotta use the whole thing or else you're only giving people a part of the equation. All right, so we you know, we're gonna talk about that and we're gonna you know, maybe give them a few examples of how people can um you know, incorporate the Bible into their work. You know, 'cause maybe if that's done, maybe we do more of that than People won't be so apt or ready to believe when folks say, "Well, no, you know, you you can you can do conjure without the Bible, or or you know that's that that's not necessary." You know, and that's another thing. You know, a lot of times, you know, people will hear, "Oh, hell, that show's gonna be about the Bible." You know, I, I don't I don't want to tune in because they're not gonna be as funny and laughing or whatever. Look, we're gonna be us. We're going to be us. Our presentation is going to be the same. It just happens to be the subject matter, something that we hold near and dear to us, you know, because I think a lot of times that's part of it. That's part of it. So we're going to, we're not going to beat you over the head with it. We're going to serve it up to you on a platter. Because that's one thing we aimed to do when we started this show. We want to make sure you're fed. Now, you know, a couple of shows we may kind of go astray and, we do more laughing than we do feeding, but you still come away with something because a lot of folks like our shows when we just do a little laughing. And then at the end, I'm like, well, hell, Lazarus, did we even talk about Conjure? Or, dang, Amor, what exactly was that show about? I know we had a topic in the beginning, but it kind of turned into something else. So we're going to be us. We're going we're gonna to laugh. We're going to have fun because, you know, we kind of like each other a little bit. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to do what we do. It's just, you know. We 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 just enjoy the subject matter, and that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about faith. Lord have mercy, faith. That thing that everybody talks about, but it ain't that easy to have. <coughs> or people make it harder than it's got to be. 
So we're going to talk about faith because that's the biggie. That's the biggie right there. You got to have that. You got to have that. So I will say this. Um, thanks to everybody for for listening, you know, for tuning in. We do want to ask this. Um, if you have a reading or a consultation request, wait until the second half of the show for us. All right? You've got about 39 minutes, and then we'll start um, taking reading and consultation requests. So we'll start doing that then. But um, before we get started, I guess we can do a kind of a, maybe not a round robin, but if, you know, somebody has some Bible work they want to share, um, we can start that. And I know Lazarus has something awesome to do as far as using the Bible or working with it for protection. I don't really like to use the term using it. But, you know, I want to, you know, I've always said that you can not do love work without the Song of Solomon. So we may jump into the Song of Solomon a little bit because, hey, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants a little love. But I want to share this right quick because I remember we touched on it on another show about there being recipes in the Bible. And I hope, you know, after this show, people will break out their word, you know, that they keep up on the mantelpiece if people still have those things and start digging into a little bit deeper because a lot of these conjure recipes that you find in the shops came from the Bible, especially this one right here. And this is in the book of Proverbs, chapter 7. I touched on it before. Now I want you to tell me, you know, I want you all to tell me what this sounds like to you. All right. It starts at um I said book of uh, Proverbs chapter seven. It starts at sixteen. It says, I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloe, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love. Now what is now what does that sound like? Well, me, it sounds pretty obvious. Key word there, fill of love. <clears throat> but I can see how it could be used for lust as well. But it's obviously right. full of love drawn work, but at the same mm-hmm. time, passion. Mm-hmm. I was right. going to say, you know, come to me, lover. Come to me, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Y'all right. I mean, and go into a shop, a traditional shop, and smell their come to me or or their love draw, and see if you can pick up notes of myrrh, aloe, and cinnamon. You know, because we always say, you know, if you want to add a little bit of heat to your work, be it an oil or incense or whatever, you know, you want to speed it up a little bit, you add a little bit of cinnamon to it. Because cinnamon and sugar is sweet, but cinnamon in its essence is very spicy. And that's what you want, you know, if you're going to be laying down until morning. You want a little spice. You want a little heat. And they're not talking about, um, you know, the the wham bam quickie. They say let's 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 take our let's take our fill of love until morning. So, folks, you know, it's right there in the Bible. And if you want to give it a try. You know, those things are, are relatively inexperienced. I mean, not inexperienced, wow. Inexpensive. A little bit of myrrh, a little bit of aloe, and a little bit of cinnamon. Blend it up in a in a powder base. It could be cornstarch, rice flour, whatever. You know, blend it up and do a little sprinkling. 
or maybe use some in a little bit of oil. Just be careful where you put the oil because, uh, you know, cinnamon can have some uh, <laughs> some not-so-romantic effects if you get it in your eyes, nose, or any other um, sensitive area. Unless you're into that sort of thing. Unless you are a pain freak and you're into that kind of thing, exactly. Tell the you know, so it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep going, keep going. You know, see, yeah, Amora just pulled over and broke out her pen, like, huh, Proverbs 7. And you can love until in the morning time. You did you know I mean, See, there we go. Wow. I mean, I mean, seriously. You know, we you you hear, you know, you see these commercials all the time when they're advertising, oh, you know, whatever thread count, find Egyptian cotton and whatever. And it says right there, and I've decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with car works, with fine linen of Egypt. I mean, come on. Go it, it, Egyptian it, cotton. Go get that Egyptian cotton. Sprinkle your, you know, mix up your powder, sprinkle your bed, and, shoot, draw him or her own in. You know, you'll be good to go. I'm telling you, there's a lot of good work in this book, a lot of people didn't just pull these recipes, you know, straight out of their own orifice. They got them from somewhere. And a lot of the time, the Bible is that somewhere. All right. Now, Lazarus, you got this this protection work. I think you gave it to a caller, like last show or show before last. Oh, the one where I had him put pictures in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Well, see, that, that stems from... Really, it stems from the the gospel according to St. John. Um, you know, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, you know, skipping ahead. So if the Bible's your Word, it's already said that's Jesus. So why don't you hide your loved ones within Christ? Put them in the Bible. So that's the stemming belief from that. Now, that also goes to other places. <laughs> I never throw away a Bible. Ever. I've seen mm-hmm. folks throw away. Whenever I see one throwed away, even if it's only half of that Bible, I go and take it. And yeah. when I would go and replace sheetrock or trim on the door, I put pages of that all throughout my house. Now, I wouldn't. Def- I definitely do not suggest, and I advise highly against it, of you tearing a Bible apart. But... If you find one that's already fell apart, that's a good thing to put through your house, up over the doors, in between the bed, uh, the door frames, trim board and all. Put a page from that Bible, <laughs> and that'll protect you. Get them little Bibles the Gideons carry, uh, give away. They're color-coded, green money, you know, <laughs> carry one with you. There's a lot of stuff with the Bible that has nothing to do with reading it. It's about it itself. So I'm going to let you do all the recipes from it, and I'll talk about the things that have to do with it as itself. That way we'll get a good go flow go. <laughs> right, right. And I think uh, I think Amora's getting gas right now, so she's going to be muted for a little while. Hopefully she's got that phone sitting in the car because, you know, you're not supposed to be pumping gas on your phone. You might... Like, I don't know, for, for some reason, for some reason they, they, they say it's going to blow up or something. Oh, you're back? 
No, I muted back and forth. I was like, hey, you just ratted me out. <laughs> oh, my I bad. I didn't know that was. At the pub. <laughs> I didn't know that was supposed to be a private thing. Driving. <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, ratting somebody out, man, there was one time I was pumping gas. And this was before I had, like, a Bluetooth or anything. And I'm just pumping gas, and I'm standing there, got my phone on my ear. And, you know, those jokers came across the loudspeaker. I didn't even know they had loudspeakers. They're like, sir, pump number 11. Sir, you you must, you, you cannot be on your phone. You have to either hang your phone up or hang the pump up. I'm looking in there like, man, you better be glad I don't have my goof already. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like, come on. And then, then you guys, like, the people that were looking at me, like, they don't do it. They're looking at me, like, all disdainfully, like, eh, look at him trying to blow like us all done, up with his cell phone. <laughs> right. I'm like, come on now. I'm talking on the phone and pumping gas. You know, but that's neither here nor there. But sorry, Amor, next time you send me a text, you got to say, well, don't say this on the air because, you know, it's all fair game. It's all fair. Oh, no, it's all good. I thought it was funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it out there, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, and some some things, like that example that I just gave was, was you know, pretty easy. You know, you could you could look at that one and go, oh, well, well, well we see what that was. You know, but what about some of the stuff that's not so um, easily recognizable? You know, let, let's, let, let's take the um, – Take the practice of spiritual baths, and that's something y'all hear us talk about a lot. We always say, oh, you got this going on, take a spiritual bath. You got that going on, take a spiritual bath. Well, where do you think that came from? Where do you think that came from, bathing yourself to take off negativity? Well, go to church. Some of y'all going to be there in the morning, and you might see this happen. You know, I mean, look at the practice of baptism. You know, you're washing away sins. You're washing away um, you know, the the world, you're being reborn. You know, we look at it as being reborn in the church, but you're being reborn in faith, reborn in the spirit, reborn in God. And, you know, people, you know, in the old days adapted that to the practice of spiritual bathing. And a lot of cultures do it. You know, it's not just Christianity. A lot of cultures, you know, um, different religions will also do it, take spiritual baths. But we're looking at an adaptation. We're looking at you know, the practice of maybe not completely submerging yourself, because we know you can take a spiritual bath, you know, just standing up and and dousing yourself. But, you know, just take a look at it. You know, you'll see that, you know, a lot of that is where it came from, you know. so And the hyssop sound, don't forget it. Wow. That, right there. <laughs> that one right there. And you know I'm going I'm going to uh, I'm going to rat her more out again. She had to hang up so she could fire up her GPS to get home. We wanted to get home. We, <laughs> we do want her to get home. But yeah, you know I mean it says right there in the book of Psalms, you know, and I wash myself with hyssop and then I'll be made clean and white as snow. You know, and and you know the whiteness was a symbol of purity. And when you look at a lot of conjure baths, you know especially. For you know spiritual cleanliness and blessing and purity, you know um, no matter what the different formulation may be, the hyssop is um, is, is is tantamount. It's it, it, you know you've got to have it, you got to have it, 
And um, folks, if you want to check that out and and try to um, you know obtain some of it, you know, hyssop is really really easy to find. And I would hope some of you guys would go and find this one, as much as there was a rush on the store to go find Damiana Lee's when we were talking about it <laughs> that last show <laughs> and overall insights. And there were so many people trying to find Damiana Lee's. It was comical. It was comical. So, you know, with with that same intensity, you know, by which you wanted to find Damiana in order to enrich your sex life, why don't you go and find some hyssop? You know. And take it just, first. Take it first, exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, that, that, that that's one of those things. I mean, I can't say enough good stuff about it, just like I can't say enough good stuff about Damiana. I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> hey, you know, um, cleanse me with hyssop and I'll be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Um, Psalm 51, verse 7. Bam, I had that for you. Write it down. You know, um, go look for it. You can find it, at, you can find it at, at, at herbal shops. You can find it online. You can find it in, in your hoodoo stores if you got one near you. You know, um, mail order you some. Add it to your spiritual bath. You know, we give a lot of recipes for spiritual baths on here. Um, You can use that, man, and help yourself out. And after you've been made all clean, well, then, you know, you can find your Damiana later on and then get your freak on. Because, you know, we are. We are. (laughs) Lazarus, I hear you chuckling over there. We're, We're dual natured. Let's be honest, folks, it's Saturday night. We are dual nature. The spirit has needs and so does the flesh. So there we got, we gave you two herbs there that you can use. The hyssop for your spirit and the damiana for your flesh. So boom, we Somebody out there is going to be talking all that time about how to use the Bible to go out and fornicate. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. They're going to get mad. There's always going to be a critic. There's always going to be a critic. And you know what? You can't please everybody. All we can do is just try to do the best at what we do, which is bringing, you know, decent radio. I'm not saying it's always quality. Sometimes we come on here and act a fool. But there's some people who enjoy that. And I'm looking here online, and, you know, we've got a lot of friends out there. I see some, you know, some unfamiliar numbers. You know, thank you all for tuning in. And, you know, there's a couple of enemies. You know, Malcolm X said, you know, you'd be a fool if you look out on the gathering of friends and think you didn't have any enemies out there, I know we got a few. But, you know, all we can do is pray for them, too. And, and you know, hope whatever their motivations are, they'll eventually see we ain't that bad. At least I'm not. I can't speak for Lazarus or Amora, but I ain't oh, that bad. Oh, me out there. <laughs> there we go, man. That's, you know, you know that's what friends great. are for every once in a while to, to drive the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Told me out there in front of it is a speed bump. <laughs> right. <That's all> right. <laughs> well, how about this one for Bible? You'll like this one since you're on the subject. If you look, Time Magazine had a picture of this. In the Ozarks, a folklorist by the name of Vance Randolph found a lady who was setting up her a little table with a Bible to get back at this... I can't remember if it was her boyfriend or her husband and the woman he ran off with. And she set a Bible down 
and put a human skull on top of that Bible. And she had two little dolls there and had big old nails in their back. Now, you can see a picture of that in Time magazine. It's on my blog, too, I think. You know, I've got to check that out. I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought up blogs. You know, I actually started one. I'm not. I haven't put it out yet because, uh, hell, I haven't put anything on it yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> if y'all have requests for content, you know, either on the show or off air, send us a message. You know, we'll do a do a little write ups here and there about it, and um, tell your friends to like us on Facebook. Now, that's a shameless plug. I'm admitting that one. I'll own up to it. That's a shameless plug to have your friends like our pages. You know, um, you know, Allure, I mean, Allure, Amora's page, Luke's Bath and Body. Um, I think we've got a link on our page. The show page, Working with the Spirit. Um, Cor, Dr. Corbo's Conjure Room. I've got my own. I didn't even have to do nothing shameless. <laughs> See? What you do for me? That's what friends are for. One minute they throw you up under the bus, next damn minute they're promoting you. <laughs> you know, somebody should start singing that's what friends are for, but I can't carry a tune. So it ain't going to be me. Song, so I can't help. Ah, hell. Well, when Amora comes back, we'll make her sing it. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> you know, we give out all this wonderful stuff on this show. I think we give out some wonderful, wonderful stuff last, but... What good is it going to do without faith? What good is it going to do without faith? I never understood faith? that. Folks said they ain't had no faith. Well, how'd you get a job? How'd you get married? How'd you get that girlfriend? You had to believe you had a chance. Well, that's just a, a material form of faith. You don't believe in yourself? <laughs> well, well, you must to an extent. Well, so you're going to get me started on a rant. Because faith is one of Go those ahead. things. <laughs> faith, is one, faith is one of those things that people kind of take for granted. You know, it's just one of those little polite things that people say, but they don't actually feel. Kind of like when Christmas morning or birthday comes and you open up that, that box of socks and you say thank you. You know, it's something you should say, but you don't really feel it on the inside. And that's what a lot of these people are doing. And I know I'm not client bashing. I'm talking about society in general. See, we live in a society that's kind of poisoned the souls of like of men and women. It's like you know, like doubt. Doubt hovers over us like a cloud, and you feel like ain't nothing you can do about it. Especially the everyday working man and woman like us. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like that doubt, man. It gets down and it whispers little lies and secrets into your ears. But you know. That's why we came on to this show to tell them we got a little secret of our own, and it's called faith. That's that devil. You know, that's that devil. That's that doubt. You know, that's that lack of faith or whatnot. You know, people, they say they have it, and they hear us say little things, and they hear people in church say things along the lines of, uh, you know, they quote the scripture and say, well, all we need is faith the size of a mustard seed, and you could... Say to that mountain, be thou moved and cast into the sea, and it'll be moved. So people hear stuff like that, and they repeat it knowing full well that they're not having their faith, and it's not their fault. You know, because, see, it's society. You know, Auntie from the Gullah Geechee Nation came on the show a little while ago, and she said, you know, 
people live in, in this microwave society, and they want to microwave God. You know, they want him to act all quick. Well, you know, I say the same thing about most folks' faith. You know, folks have that microwave faith, and it's like that microwave oven. You know, some that will burn hot for three minutes, and then the ding, the timer goes off, and it starts cooling down. And I know there's some ladies out there saying, well, my husband's the same way. We ain't going to talk about that this year. <laughs> we ain't going to talk about that. Oh, man. Well, see, we ain't going to talk about that 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 quick to cool faith, you know. Cause see, the old folks back in the day, man, they had that deep faith, kind of like you know your granny's oven. You know, you can your granny's oven was kind of slow to build, but once it got hot, it was hot. You know, even after the food was taken out and eaten, and you could just smell the 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 lingering aroma in the air. You walk into that kitchen, it's still the whole kitchen is warm. And the oven's been turned off for hours, and you stick your hand down in there, you can still feel a little heat left. Well, see, that's how faith is supposed to be. It's supposed to radiate out, be be steady, be steadily burning, real slow to cool, and it's supposed to radiate outwards, heating everything around you. See, that's the kind of faith they speak about in the Bible, and that's the kind of faith that powers the conjure work. It's that faith that radiates out and moves things around you. See, that microwave... When it dings, you can stick your hand in there. You might feel a little bit of heat, but a few minutes later, you know, it, it, it's done cooled off. Because, see, it's made out of plastic, whereas Granny's oven is, is made out of steel or iron or whatever. And it holds that heat. And it changes the temperature of everything around it. See, that's how you make mountains move, by having that kind of faith, that faith that radiates outward and tells that mountain to be moved and cast into the sea. So when you're doing conjure work, that's the kind of faith you need. Because I've said on other shows, look, we're not conjuring a doggone thing. Only the creator can conjure, pull stuff out of thin air. All man can do is move shit around. You know, when you need money or when you need love or when you need whatever, it's already out there. We ain't printing up no money to bring to you when we do the work for you. You're going to have to go to that uh, black, black, black market. You want money printed up. Conjure man ain't going to do that for you. All we're doing is sending that faith out to grab that money, wherever it may be, and draw it towards you. So that's the kind of faith you need. But see, society erodes your faith, all right? It erodes it. How does it erode it? It erodes it by instilling the need for an escape plan, the need for a safety net. See, it, it erodes your faith by by putting words in your head like, I, I sure hope. Or just in case. You know, when when I work, and I'm pretty sure when Lazarus works or Amora works, we don't do work with our hope in mind. You know, we're more like that Ron Popeil guy with those damn rotisserie ovens. We set it and forget it. We do the work, and we're giving thanks as we're walking away from our altar or workspace, however, because, or wherever, because we already know. We've got that faith that, hey, it's going to be done. So you don't have, you know, you don't, Say, I hope or I wish when you go to sleep. You know, people may say that, Lord willing, I wake up in the morning. You stop worrying about that a long time ago. You just go, you just have it on faith. Your faith is on autopilot. When you close your eyes at night, they're going to pop back open in the morning. You don't even think about it. Your work needs to be that way. Your level of faith needs to be that way. People need to stop doubting. They need to stop with the I hope. 
They need to stop with the just in case because that is where you start going wrong, when you start worrying and worrying and worrying, all right? Because I've got my mustard seed, you know, (laughs) I've got my mustard seed. Lazarus has his mustard seed, Amora has her mustard seed, and if you come to us or any other worker, you need to bring yours. You need to bring your mustard seed because if we're petitioning our spirits and our God and we're petitioning, you know, the roots and the herbs on your behalf, it does no good for you to try to cancel out our mustard seed with your lack of one. You know, the universe works on being in balance. So, you know, if we're, if we're putting our mustard seed on one end of the scale and you don't have yours, we're throwing out of whack. We're throwing out of whack. you got to have that faith. You've got to. You know, you can't always walk the middle of the road when it comes to the work. All right? You can't always want to hold a little bit back just in case, especially when it comes to the money. I'm just going to touch on money a little bit. I know people are going to, uh-oh. No, I'm not going to solicit money from you. This ain't no prosperity ministry. I'm not I'm not a pastor dollar or any of those fellas. <laughs> but we're going to talk about how that plays into your faith, all right? Because if you're worrying, how in the world are you having faith? You know, if you got your toe to the edge and, and you know, you, you're towing the line and you're worrying about leaping off, you know, you're doubting. And doubting is not having faith. You know, you can't use anything to be your safety net. Your faith is supposed to be that safety net. You're supposed to know when you take that leap, you know, that you're going to be caught. But see, society tells you you got to have that escape plan. you got to save a little bit back for the what ifs, all right? And then you try to bring your what ifs to our altar, especially when it comes to money. It doesn't necessarily have to be paying the worker. It can be the same way when you go to church and give your tithes or your offering. See, well, you could come to us with $100 in your pocket, all right, and we say your work's going to be $100. And then you hold back, you try to talk your worker or, you know, your your doctor, whoever, down to $50, and you want to save that other 50 for just in case. Well, that's your doubt right there. That's your doubt. How many times have you tried to play it safe with what if and you end up kicking yourself later? Or how many times have you played it safe and nothing happened? Think about that time a number came to you in a dream, and we're talking about a lotto number. Maybe it's a cash three number. And you say, well, I'm going to play it if you decided to play it at all. And you go down there and you've got a $5 bill in your pocket, but you opt to, let me just play this 50 cents. And then lo and behold, the number falls, and you're getting that $50 cash out, and you think, dang, I sure wish I hadn't played it safe. I sure wish I hadn't walked down the middle of the road, because if I'd given that last $5 and stepped out on faith, you know, something would have moved for me. And then you're kicking yourself. You know, I'm not telling you to give and put yourself in the hole. But if you know you've got it, go for it. Step out on faith. See, people want to see miracles and have the miracles build their faith, but I'm telling you, it's the other way around. Your faith is what's supposed to produce the miracles. You know, and that's, what's, and that's the way it works. That's the way it's going 
to happen. You can't keep letting yourselves get stuck in doubt. You can't. And then you want to go blaming God or blaming the worker for stuff that's not moving. I'll tell you something. God knows your means. And then he knows what you are willing to give to him. You know, so if you are constantly cutting God a little bit short, well, what do you think is going to happen? Maybe you're going to get cut a little bit short as a lesson. Because, see, and, and I know there's some folks out there right now saying, oh, he's not talking about me. When you know good and well you plan on going to church in the morning and making change out that offering plate. Instead of giving that twenty dollars, y'all know the folks I'm talking about. Y'all done seen them. Instead of putting that whole twenty in there, you know they they want to put that twenty in there and, and pull out they pull out three fives and two ones. They just want to leave that leave three bucks in there, just in case they want to play it safe. Folks, common sense tells you if you walk down the middle of the road sooner or later, like Mister Miyagi says, you're gonna get squished like a grape, and that's what's going on now. You're not stepping out. On faith, and you're getting squished time and time again. You know, and then you go and you have an opportunity to sow a seed to better yourself, to better your life, and you still play it safe. You still want to make change out that offering plate, and then you keep having to go back week after week with the same problems. Well, you know why? It's doubt. And like I said today, God don't want no doubt money. You don't want no doubt money. You're supposed to be sowing a seed so that it can it can come to fruition. But instead, you're putting your doubt in that place. Taint other folks' money. And you know what? And I'm going to say it. Yes, same thing with the work, and it's not necessarily us. But you and, you know, other folks will sometimes go to a worker and try to find the least expensive thing. Well, you know, it, even if you can afford it, you're going to try to find the least expensive thing and expect a miracle to happen. And it's not about the money. It's about your level of commitment, your level of faith. You know, you've got to have it. you got to have it. Because if you've got Cadillac dreams, you're not going to cut it with pinto faith. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, Sorry. <laughs> look. Now I'm hungry. And, you know, Amora's over there thinking. I didn't think when I signed on to uh, do this show tonight, I was gonna end up going to church. No, it's but, cool. I was thinking about a car thingy, and I thought it was because I was thinking of faith like a car, and then you said Pinto, and so it just made me chuckle. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like those gremlins. And folks, you you supposed to have nice things. I'm gonna step out on a limb and say it. You're supposed to have nice things. And I'm gonna also step out a little bit. I may sound like Creflo Dollar here for a second, but you know, I believe it. I believe the Lord wants us to have nice things, and He wants to give them to you. But He wants you to meet them halfway with the faith. He wants you to meet them halfway. But like I said, society tells you to play it safe. Society says, hold a little bit back, just in case. Don't put that whole 20 in there, you know, but it's not just society. That's, you know, whatever whatever your faith may be, you know, Christian or whatever. 
you know, we've got a creator, then we have, you know, old man Splitfoot trying to walk around and be the uncreator. You know, he's whispering in your ear the whole time. He's saying, hey, hold back a little bit. You know why he's telling you to hold back? Because he knows God don't want no doubt money. And he's trying to instill that doubt in you. He's trying to tell you, oh, no, 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 no. Don't don't step out on faith. Don't do it. But when you go to that worker, no, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I know they've got this, 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 this heavy-duty work, but try to buy that, that cheap bottle of oil and see if you can slather it all over every damn thing and win a million dollars. And I'm here well, to tell you. If it worked that way, I wouldn't be here right now. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying, ex- exactly. I'd be out there exactly. making oil and filling a swimming pool with <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> and like I said, I don't want to turn this into a prosperity uh, sermon. You know, what, what's that um, that uh, comedian used to say? He said, today we are not having service. Today we are having cha-cha. <laughs> but no, listen, please don't bring your doubt to my altar because you know i've i've actually had to turn away a couple of people here recently because you know they came to me with no faith and that's one thing that's one thing you know you know how do you coach that how do you coach that because when you come to me with the problem i want the absolute best for you i'm not going to try to talk you out of it i want you to have what you want you know you're supposed to have the things you want if they're, if they're right for you. You want a big, fancy car? You're supposed to have that big, fancy car. You want that house? You want that You want that, that man or woman that looks like a model? You can have that. But you've got to meet, you've got to meet the Lord, and you've got to meet your worker halfway with your faith. You know, I mean, you know, this show is about the Bible, so turn to Mark. Turn to Mark, chapter 12, uh, blah, 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 41. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put, and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything. All she had to live on. You know, people are going to go out there tomorrow, y'all, and they're going to say, that's the old Papa Luz is on his show telling people to give them all the money they've got. No, what I'm saying is you can't shortchange God. You can't shortchange your faith. Because believe it or not, when you come to a worker, it's not the worker. It's, it's the spirit and it's the creator. So you can try to shortchange me, but you are you're eroding your own faith. You are putting handcuffs on your own work. And you shortchange the spirit. So, you know, maybe I give you something to think about. Maybe I give you something to ponder over. You know, maybe you won't make change at the offering plate when you get there tomorrow. Maybe next time that number comes to you in a dream, you'll go ahead and play it. Or maybe, just maybe, when you see that homeless man on the side of the street, and you know you've got $10 in your wallet and you want to fish the change out of the ashtray and give to them, maybe, just maybe, you'll go ahead and give what you have. Because I'm a firm believer, a lot of those homeless folks that you see, 
They ain't really homeless. They hiding some wings up under those tattered clothes. And when and you fish that change out, and, I'm telling you. And I'm, man, I'm I'm a firm believer that most people are one good deed away from their blessing. One good deed, one step out on faith away from their blessing. But I also believe that when you get to that last test before your big reward and you fail it, you're starting over. That's just me. That's just me. I don't have any scripture to back that up. I don't have any anecdotal stuff to back that up. That's just something Lou believes. You know, so just maybe if you could watch some of these folks that, that walk up to these homeless people or they pay their worker or they they get that collection plate and they decide to play it safe and hold something back. They let that doubt get to them. They let that what if get to them or they let that just in case get to them. And they don't give what they have. They give what they want to give. And somewhere... When they once they walk away, there's an angel shaking his head because he's like, "Damn, you were so close. You were so well, close." Damn, look, like I was... do it. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Then, then look at the folks that don't go out there and do it, and then brag what a good job they did because they still ain't figured out. Don't let your right hand know what the left is doing. Mm-hmm. How many of you know brag about all the good deeds they did? Right. That's another thing. That's another thing. You're right. You're right. You done had your reward if you bragged about it and got praises in there. Now and now you now you starting over. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying this to say I wanna rush I wanna rush on my bank account tomorrow. People saying, Oh Lou, now we wanna give you everything we got. No, you're not giving well, to me. You you're not giving. I'm gonna be your best friend, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want people to understand you're not giving to us and you're not giving to the church. You're not necessarily giving to God. It's a display of faith. It's a display of saying, Lord, you know what? I turn it over in your hands. You know, people like to quote say this quote, Well, I'm just gonna let go and let God. Okay, the let God part is absolutely right, but people are refusing to just let go. You know, y'all well, have heard me they say let this. Go uh, too early. Right. They give up. They didn't go in half the part. They didn't let go for they put their shoes on. You know, people will call me and they and I can hear the weariness in their spirit and they will say, I'm just so tired, Papa. I just I just can't make it. And I say, Well that's how you know you're about to win. Because when you think, look at a, look at a race. The most weary part of that race is right before you cross the finish line. So if you're tired and you're downtrodden, now is the time to give because you know what? You're almost there. And like I told this, this nice, kind lady today, I said, if you turn down that TV and you get into a quiet room, You'll hear a soft fluttering. That's your last page turning before you get to the good part. So there, that's it. That's all I've got. Hey, I'm gonna step down off of my soapbox, and we can get <laughs> and we can we can get back to the show. I just, you know, every once in a while you get convicted. You gotta say something. 
And I don't know. I, I just had to. I just had to give that. And I know we'll probably get some comments or whatnot, but you know, I, I just, I just wanted the folks to have that. I wanted the people to have it. It so, needs to be said. Well, thank you, sis. And I'm glad you're actually letting us know where you are traveling now. Lazarus, I tell you, I was fussing uh, at Amora when she first started out on her trip because she wasn't answering my text. She wasn't telling me if she was all right. And I'm like, here's this little bitty thing driving halfway across the world and ain't letting nobody know she was all right. Just do what I, what I tell you. Don't let it happen again. And say real quick hey, and laugh about right. it. Right. <laughs> do not fail me it again. Do not fail me again. But I swear, I always travel with my knife in my purse and one of my doors. I'm straight. They both charge. Oh, Lord. She done said she's armed. Right. But you know what? You know, I I, I done prayed for you. And I had, you know, I had um, gone and put you on a couple of altars and put you inside some mirrors and all that stuff. I knew you were going to be all right. I was just mad at you for not calling me. <laughs> I'm glad you carry a knife. <laughs> my wife yeah, goes out you. at night. I sent her with a pocket knife and a prayer. This is how you use it. Go on. Mhm. All right. Well, you know what? Dang, I, I feel kind of tired now. How long was I talking for? Hell, I don't oh, know. Oh, man, bro. <laughs> I think I got started minutes. at like the 30 minute part or something. Oh, man. Anyway, I, I know, right? Pass the plate. <laughs> man, you know the whole what? time I, I you got... talking about that plate, man, I was thinking, no, you got to let that plate pass around a little more. There ain't enough change in it. <laughs> pass like it around you one just, more time. If it's your money, you can put some on the plate. That's how I feel about that. Don't be coming up here Sunday for only $3 when we know where your fun was at Saturday. You know who's got hmm. all the fun. You know what? Oh man, y'all crazy. But I'm gonna um I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna play this little clip from Rocky that I think some folks can oh. use. Yeah, I'm gonna play this little clip. And then we're gonna go into a song and then we're gonna uh open open the uh, lines up for consultations and readings, alright? But I want y'all to listen to this to this clip because I've got a, somebody out there needs to hear this. Hold on a second. Tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son. You're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. 
and that was and that was and that was the clip. And, you know, the reason I played that, you know, we were talking about people playing it safe, and I played that because I wanted people to understand it's you got to be willing to take the hits. You got to be willing to take the hits. You can't always go with the what ifs and I sure hopes and all of that. Step out there. You know, sometimes you're going to have hard times. Sometimes you're going to step off that cliff and you're going to smack the ground a little bit. You know, the Lord created hard times to train the faithful. Sometimes you got to go through these hard times. But that doesn't mean you have any less faith. You know, because, the, you know, your faith is not just about, well, I know God is going to catch me. Sometimes you got to have faith that God's going to pick you back up. And all right, I promise I was going to stop. Uh, I promise I was going to stop preaching. <laughs> so, all right, we're going we're gonna to play a song, and then we're going to open it up for reading. And this song I'm going to play actually has nothing to do with what we were talking about tonight. But I played a song by this guy, Leonard Cohen, and people were like, oh, man, I, like, I love that dude's voice or whatever. And I said, I'm going to put together an album with him, and it's going to call Sing Like a Doggone Man. Because every, all the guys putting out albums now, they want to sing all up high. Maybe it's because they're wearing those skinny jeans while they sing all up high. Mm. So we gonna have a show. See, we're going to have a show called Sing Like a Doggone Man. And it's going to be nothing but deep voice brothers on there. <laughs> so, you know, um, <laughs> ladies, ladies, this, this song is from me to you. It's from me and the Damiana Leaf to you. This is uh, Leonard Cohen. That I made and I could not keep 
<laughs> Hang out with him for like a week or something. <laughs> Who, Amora? Yeah, why not? We both make money, and then we can do reconciliation to draw you back maybe a month later, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I mean, I, I split it with you. Well, see, there you go. Now everybody's making money. Yeah, everybody's everybody making money. You know, it's, it's, it's called cooperative effort. You know what? There was time, <laughs> and I've always been a smart ass. I was in class, and I hadn't studied worth a damn. And I'm looking over kind of, oh, and I'll tell you all in a minute. But I was, I was looking over at the sheet of the um, little girl next to me. And the teacher's like, Lewis, what are you doing? And I said, and I said huh? You know, that's always your first answer, huh? It's like, are you cheating? I said, no, ma'am. I like to call it cooperative learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there we go. It's, it's a cooperative effort, you know. I want to say something else. You know, this um, this show is a team effort. It's a team effort. And, you know, people appreciate the fact that we get on here and we are ourselves. So... You know, I know I was saying that I want to make, you know, the show different and whatnot. And, yeah, you know, we could tone down Friday differently than, than say, Wildin' Out Monday or Drunk Saturday. But, you know, hell, we're we going we gonna to be ourselves. And, you know, if, the, if some folks don't like it, fine. But I, because I think as long as we feed them, they're going to keep coming. They can filter out the cuss words. So... Oh shit! It's back on. <laughs> it's back on. You know, as long as as long as we feed them. So Lazarus, if you want to end the show with "Kiss My Ass," like like the last, Man, I was just like, thinking that, and just yelling that out right now. Right. See, there we go. <laughs> like that last drunk Saturday we had. Then you know what? We're gonna do. I don't even remember that show. <laughs> <laughs> Amora, see, I told you he wasn't. I can't move. (laughs) Man, I couldn't. I fell asleep in that chair till about, I was like three or four in the morning. My wife come out and got me. Like, what are you doing out here? (laughs) You've been taking a long smoke break. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you stumbled back into the house, half froze. But, you know, I forgot to make the announcement, y'all. If you want a, you know, a question answer, you want a mini reading or consultation, then feel free to hit the number one on your phone. When you hit the one, your hand will go up. Let us know. We've got a call that needs taking. we got a question that needs answering. we got some cars that need pulling. All right? And we'll go ahead and take that for you. Hopefully we can get you straightened out before the end of the show. You know, and hopefully people have checked out um, the deal that's going on here. Um, Lazarus, you still got that deal going on? Yeah, I'm doing readings for 25. But, wait a minute, what day is it? It's Saturday? Oh, they only got uh, an hour and 45 minutes before that's off. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Y'all, I'm telling you, that's a... Folks, that, that's that's a good deal. That's a good deal because I mean I know what his regular reading price is, and I know um, how comprehensive his readings are. So you know, give uh, Dr. Corbo an email at drcorbo at gmail dot com, or send him a message through uh, Corbo's Conjure Room, 
and book your reading. Now, Lazarus, what if someone books and pays by, you know, by close of business tonight, but can they schedule it for another day? Yeah, yeah, take as long as it's scheduled tonight because, you know, I, you're lucky if I get it in two days. Mm, okay. I, I try to be quick, but, yeah, as long as it's scheduled tonight, it'll be groovy. Ooh. All right, so folks, yeah. take advantage of that. And also um, get your orders in for your uh, for your bath bombs and bath cupcakes and stuff like that that Amora has going on. Now, you can look at the link on the show page. Um, Amora, what's your website again, in case they didn't like us on Facebook and they can't see it on our page? It's L-U-X-E-B-N-B dot net. There you go. Yeah, LukesBNB.net. I think it's Luke's. Is it Luke's or Lux? Yes. Lex. <laughs> Lex, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely check that out, y'all. I mean, she's got some, you know, those, uh, that bath stuff you got on there, it looks like you can eat it. You know, I'm I'm glad that you put up there that it's bath stuff because a dummy like me would probably order it and then take a bite out of it. Don't eat the bath it's stuff. Miami <laughs> You know, it is as good as it looks, but it's probably not as tasty as it looks. It's supposed to go yeah. in your bath water. Yes. Yeah. We wouldn't recommend that you go taking bites out of her bath cupcakes. All right. No. <laughs> don't 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 bite a Morris cupcakes. <laughs> oh wow! And you pay for the work. That. That 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 kind of went south real quick. Wow! <laughs> Y'all just come to me. We'll set it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But um, let let's. Hell, this is a conjure show. I guess we should talk about some conjure, folks. Um, when you come to us with a little bit of faith, you can start to see some results. And a lot of times, people ask, "Well, how long before something starts moving?" Well, personally, I, I work by the rule of three. That's probably the only Wiccanism that has crept into my particular style of conjure. And I always tell folks, well, after we do the work, you know, I, preferably you'll wait at least a week. But after that, you should start seeing some movement within three weeks, and you should start being able to say definitely within three months, hey, this is it. Now, if you got a mountain that you need moved. I'm not going to get it moved in three months, all right? But if you got, you know, little Miss Somebody that you just got a hankering for or Mr. Somebody that you got a hankering for, then you're definitely by the three-month mark is what I am is what I work with, you know. And notice I didn't say I hope that's what happens. Now, you come to me with faith, I've got my end. It you know we don't we don't oh we don't throw no i don't we don't throw no doubt in there, but it's true it does depend on the situation mm-hmm. you're definitely right about that because uh we can't make somebody lot, love you if they don't care if they don't care all right yeah, I've got a kind right like now mhm, and that's gonna come out in the reading also you know when you book a reading with me or you book a consultation you know that they're gonna go hand in hand. Because you, you're not going to go to a worker without a problem. 
you know, if you just want a read, and most people, you, if you just want to read, you can get that anywhere. But when you come to a worker, generally you're going to have a problem. So I always tie reading and consultation together, you know, so we're going to see what, what the spirit and the cards have to say about it, and, and we're going to go from there. You know, as long, as long as you're honest with me, tell me the whole story. You know, if you if you were like, well, you know, she ran out the house and never wants to come back, or he done left me and I don't know why, and then uh, later on we find out, well, you know, you cutting the crotch out of all this pants, or she found, you know, her sister's naked picture in your phone, well, that's going to be a little bit harder to overcome, all right? Uh, you know, we're just going to be a little bit more uh, realistic, but... Speaking of Damiana, you know what, let's go back to Damiana Lee, because that's been real popular here lately. What is a work that I can do with Damiana Lee? Because I know about sprinkling on the doorstep, but what else? Well, a lot of people will make liquor infused with Damiana. You know, they'll, they'll put, put some Damiana Leaf in a shot of whiskey if, if their significant other or somebody, you know, likes, uh, likes to take shots. And then they'll strain it out, and then, boom, there you go. Damiana is... we're not telling you to do that. (laughs) We're not telling you to do it. We're just saying it's done. You might be alert. Well, this is true. This is true. You can also put Damiana leaf in your tea, too. Mix it in your regular brew of tea. And it can heighten uh, the attraction to a certain person when you're drinking it. Um, you're drinking uh, before you meet that person or whatnot, and it heightens their attraction. I mm-hmm. I think people. It will also heighten. Um, it will also heighten sensations during relations. You know, like like the like <laughs> the old Viagra. <laughs> Hoodoo Viagra. It's like um. Like 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 the old lady during the clump sermons having relations. Yes. Now this is one thing. This is one thing that Papa knows. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing that Papa knows. Okay, during relations, after you take some Damiana leaf tea or or a shot of Damiana leaf whiskey, you know everything just feels wonderful. It's like sliding down a slide made of chocolate into a pool full of kittens and cotton candy. I mean. That's what I drank on Saturday. Hey, you know, you gonna get a whole lot of emails right now talking about people need a dime and a ten bag so they can slide down poles and, and candy and stuff. You know, <laughs> so man, like, yes, I'm I need you. that. <laughs> you know, that's that, that's part of the the herbalism side of conjure. You know, the the old time conjure workers they knew the magical properties and stuff, but they also knew some of the more practical properties. You got to try your you own know, stuff. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, exactly. I, I can't just be giving that out to folks, and I haven't tried it myself. So, yeah, give a uh, give Damiana a whirl, and you know, <laughs> if you if you if you need a you need a nickel or a dime bag of it, I got you. I got you. I am not responsible of any pregnancies or any following situations that happen nine months from now. Please name the kid after me. Thank you. <laughs> You know, you know what else? about sliding and shit. That reminded me, and I, I shouldn't probably be telling this. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew a guy that works uh, as a bouncer at a strip club. 
I gave that man a yard, a red flannel, and I had him wipe every pole in that place up and down. Turned oh, out man. All your hands out of that. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. That's a good one. I did know that. That's a good one. That was you know, because let, inspirations. Look, let's let let's be honest. Let's be honest. Sometimes you're not looking for Mr. or Mrs. Right. Sometimes you're looking for Mr. or Mrs. Right now. Well, hopefully not Mrs. Down a pole with Grace. You know, <laughs> with Grace exactly. You know, maybe her name is Grace. I don't know, but oh, Amora Amora's dropped off again. She'll call back in a second. But um, that's a good one though, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a shot of inspiration, you know. And Everybody to be honest, trying to go out to the strip club and get on the poles, right? You know, it, and <laughs> and if any strip um, clubs are listening and you find that happening, um, you're welcome for the business. Please send me a nice Christmas gift. Hey, exactly. I can't believe we don't have anybody wanting a reading tonight. Maybe it's because I'm of the glad. <laughs> No, you know what? I also forgot to put the text line out there, folks. If you have a question and you're a little too bashful, I know we've got people over the internet, and um, we haven't we haven't um, launched a chat room. But if you got a question you want answered and you listen over the internet and you aren't able to call in, then text your question in to us at seven seven zero six four eight four one seven one. Again, seven seven zero six four eight four one seven one. Text your question in, in, and we'll be sure and get that answer for you. All right. So now if you want to know about, I know, yeah, they're coming now. So if you um want to hear about Damiana Leaf, or you know, you want us to backtrack to the first half of the show and talk about some um some Bible conjure. So there's plenty of it Dang. in there. You know, nobody, we ain't never talked. I think talking about that skull and Bible was the first thing we talked about crossing folks up. And then that's Psalm 109. Everybody go read that if you ain't heard of it and then just think on what it just said. Here's a Mm. hint. You cannot use that on family. Read it and you'll see why. Yeah, that's true. We, you know, we haven't done... Too much talk about crossing folks up. Maybe maybe we'll do a show about about crossing. I guarantee you if we um if we post that well, then we're gonna have a show about crossing. You know, we, we we might reach our capacity and have folks waiting to get in. And I mean I don't blame well, folks. It's just like when you learn a foreign language, a lot of people want to learn the cuss words right after they learn hello. Well we should, because then after they mess it up, they can come back to learn how to get it fixed. Well, you know, we already covered uncrossing. Might we might we might already shot the pooch on that one. No, I'm not talking about <laughs> on the show. <laughs> it, that's called what's that word? Uh, job security. <laughs> Promoting job security. Promoting job security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord. But I mean, hey, unfortunately, the world we live in, um, uncrossing is going to be. It, it's just, it's gonna be out there. It's gonna be out there. We, we we're gonna have plenty of uncrossing work to do. Thankfully, that's something we're pretty good at. If you all 
crossed up and you need to book a consultation to find out how to get yourself uncrossed. You know, maybe you've been dabbling in something you don't need to be dabbling in, or maybe you've been doing some things you don't need to be doing. Maybe you done pissed off the wrong person. Have you ever had to uncross somebody that you was uh, sent to cross and nobody knew what was going on? That I haven't. Things I, a little hairy. I've heard about things like that, but I haven't had to do it yet. Not yet. I did once. I had one person had me cross, and somehow they, the person that was crossed found me to get uncrossed and wanted me to cross the other. And I thought, I want, you know, if I played this, this could go on for a while. <laughs> but it, it didn't stretch out too long. That was quite a moral conundrum. Hmm. So you think, well, do I take this off then? That I, well, I guess I could because it's just two people coming to me. It makes for real interesting fireside chats, to say I the bet least. It. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Hey, all right. We do we do have a question come in from the uh, from the text line. All right, and what they're saying is on the topic of crossing. Do you feel that people overuse goofer dust? It seems that's so popular today, and it seems to be mostly unjustified. That's actually an excellent question. That's an excellent question. Um, Elijah, you want to go first, and then I'll 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 piggyback. You know, I'm filtering yeah. in. Some questions here. I think goofer dust is so popular is because that's what people Google and find first, personally. And, yeah, there's a lot of unjustified stuff. And then at the same time, there's a lot of stuff where folks are going overboard. That's like stubbing your toe and then burning the rocking chair you did it on. Instead of just watching where you walk, maybe move it over. You know what, you're right. You're right. A lot of stuff gets put out on the internet, and you know you've got you've got quite a few internet senseis that you know they read and they pass around. Because one thing, you know, when I peek my head into Facebook, I am noticed a lot of the same thing passed around and passed around and passed around. And goofer dust is one of them. You know, I guess it's the most um, accessible piece of information here, along with swelling folks. Because you know you you got a lot of people that are that are swelling other folks now because <clears throat> hell you can find that just about anyway anywhere you know the recipe for mm-hmm. swelling somebody but um yeah I guess I do feel that people are overusing goofer dust um, mainly because all the shops are selling it and you got to understand a lot of reasons why you know they talk about it so much is because you know they're they're making the stuff and selling it. Now, I also agree, um, you know, they're saying it seems to be mostly unjustified. Yeah, you know, it's just like Lazarus just said, you know, you don't burn down the house because, you know, you found a spider or you don't, or, you know, you stubbed your toe and now you want to throw everything out the front door. There are other ways to handle it. But I think because, you know, the the recipes are so prevalent and easily accessible that, the, you know, the use of it is on the rise and, you know, a lot of a lot of the people selling it don't take it seriously. I pose an interesting question while we're on the topic of goofer dust. I pose an interesting question once. You know, um, you know, there are a lot of ethical workers with websites up, and you don't see them selling goofer dust. 
you know, because they believe. And sometimes I wonder if all these people that are selling it actually believe in the efficacy of it. Did I say that right? Well, yeah, and some of it ain't even real goofer dust. No lie, I bought some at a store, and it was talcum powder colored with gray chalk. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've run, I've run into that too. I run, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll run into that stuff a lot. You know, but, 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 you know, riddle me this: if you had a website, okay. And the law says you are able to sell and ship firearms without a license. And you're sitting at home and you hear that little ding that says, you know, somebody PayPal'd you. And you look and there's an order for a handgun or an assault rifle. You know, and without anybody's information, you know, no age check, you know, nothing. I ask people, well, would you just ship that gun anywhere? Because, see, you know, when that PayPal ding comes in, you don't know who's on the other end of it. It may be a, it may be an adult who's in their right mind. It may be a crazy person. It may be a child who swiped mom and dad's credit card. You just don't know. So if you would not ship that gun, because a lot of people say, well, of course I would not. Well, if you wouldn't ship that gun sight unseen, why are you shipping off goofer dust? Now, everybody knows that that's, that's crossing powder, that's hexing powder, that's killing powder. So why would you sell it to just anybody who's able to PayPal you, you know, five, ten bucks or whatever it costs? I guess it's more of a a thing each person has to ask themselves. I mean, it's it's really a weird conundrum. But, you know, I, when you really make goofy dust, sometimes that'll set off some of them dogs at the post office because there's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of stuff, I mean, that could be set off and viewed, okay, that smells like a bomb. This smells like that because of what you put in it. Some of the ingredients just might be the same. So then you've got that problem. Yeah, there, there's there's uh, there's some that's some nasty stuff in there. And I actually have a litmus test when I've got someone um, from Georgia who claims to be a worker? Well, I'll ask him, well, what color is your goofer dust? And I'm not going to, you know, you and I have talked about this, and I'm not going to put it out there because it will be all over the board. But Georgia-made goofer dust has a distinct color that's very different from other forms of goofer dust. And I'm not going to tell you what that color is. Mm-hmm. But you can always tell a real worker who's making their goofer dust from scratch from down here because they uh because it has a very different color than everybody else's goofer dust. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going I'm not going to put it out there but um if you if you get something that looks a little odd, you know, you can send me a picture of it, especially if they claim to be from down here and it's supposed to be goofer dust and I'll tell you whether or not it's the real deal, which will also let you know whether or not they are the real deal. Because uh yeah, Georgia made goofy dust. It's some, it's some, it's some funny looking stuff. The pop you know, it doesn't. <laughs> right, it doesn't look. Georgia goofy dust doesn't look like it's supposed to do what is what it's designed to do, and that's all I'm gonna say on it. Mm-hmm. It's right, pretty, if you ask me. My thing is where I'm at. That color is gonna be slightly different depending on what side of the area I get it from. 
And I ain't going to mm. say why because I know what you're talking about. And I have an area that's going to be the same color as what you're talking about. But at the same time, gotcha. i got another one that's much different. Mm-hmm. But it's true. <clears throat> it's true. And if it starts smelling pretty, you know you got a problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it should not help your complexion. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you know, and here and here's another thing. When people are selling like all this goofer dust, kind of makes me wonder, you know, what kind of protections or whatnot they've got up. Because man, we were talking earlier about when you do a lot of cleansing for a lot of folk, you know, you gotta you gotta stay prayed up and you've got to stay cleansed because, well, not protecting when you're doing cleansing, because when you're cleansing stuff off of folks, you're also taking a lot of that on to yourself. Well, the same thing about goofer does. Some of the components can cross you up by itself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, I, I don't make the stuff up unless it's a dire circumstance. I have, you know, I have other methods of getting that job done, you know. When it comes to compounding goofer dust, I mean, you know, of course, we know one of the components is graveyard dirt, and hell, that that stuff alone can mess you up. Mm-hmm. And then depending on how your recipe, I mean, just as an example, to not give out the whole deal, some folks like to use rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Start breathing some of that in; it'll be less than friendly. Especially if you get out sifters like me and making that stuff so fine that you open the lid and dust comes out. Right, <laughs> you got to be careful with a lot of this stuff, man. Because you know we were talking earlier about live things in you. That's a real thing. That's a real thing in mm-hmm. conjuring, causing live things to grow in somebody and. One of the well, and you know, I talked to you about it earlier about one of the ways to cause someone to have, um, you know, snakes in their belly. Mm, and we ain't gonna tell it's, none of you, so don't ask. <laughs> right, you know, but there is a way, and it involves not the shed. It doesn't involve the shed. Lazarus, I talked to you about that, and you mm. can also use that component ground up in goofers dust. And if you mm. can use this to put live things. You know, snakes in somebody's belly. What do you think gonna happen if you breathe too much of it in yourself while you compound this goofer dust? So that's why I always wonder about folks who are selling it. Like you've got all this stuff on hand. Um, why you storing this in well, your I house? What I want to know is a lot of them's in cities and, and you know, up in urban areas. Where are y'all getting all these? <laughs> right. Right. Where's all this stuff coming from? And folks, it looks like um looks like Blog Talk is acting up again and Lazarus has dropped off, but you know what, we're gonna keep it rolling. Oh, never I'm mind, back. I guess he's back. Sorry. Okay, that was quick. <laughs> well, I say this, where are they getting all these components? Think about it. I know certain things you can order if you know where. Most folks don't know where. Where are they getting all the stuff to make this? If you're going to do it the real old way, if you're doing it the simple, oh, this is modern three-ingredient way, well, that ain't how I was taught to make it. Mm. Maybe it's a little different where you're from, but 
it, it makes you want. Oh, you know, we got all kinds there. of ways to cross somebody up. But you know well, what? Since um, yeah. right. You know, I want to. Hey, you know, talking about swelling, folks. I'm gonna go against my one rule. I'm gonna put a little bit of hex work out there, so we don't all have right. so many people. So many folks, I uh, look at you. I knew, I knew you've just been waiting. Well, we got 20 minutes, man. Let's 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 talk on crossing just a little bit. You know, swelling. So you know, you want to give somebody a case of the swells. And this is actually one that was popular in New Orleans, and I'll tell you why. But the way, you know, that um that that is being put out can actually be used anywhere. And uh, Lazarus, you know the one I'm talking about with the brick, because there are a few ways to accomplish mm-hmm. swelling somebody. But you do the but the most traditional way is with a brick. You know, and not not a new brick. Some some people say a new brick. I don't necessarily do a new brick. Maybe because there's so many red bricks and stuff around here, it's just easiest just to pull one out for somewhere. But you take that brick and you write somebody's name on it. And you write it all around that damn brick. You use every every bit of it that you can that you can get, you know, with you can use a crayon, piece of chalk, or whatever. It doesn't really matter, ink, uh, a, a grease pen, or whatever. Now, you take that brick, and not running water, you find like a stagnant pond or something. And you toss that brick as far out and close to center as you can. Now, over time, a lot of people don't know. And if you, you know, ever do a little bit of diving, you'll see it happen up underwater. But, um... That water will work its way into the cracks and crevices of that brick, and it'll swell it a little bit. You know, it's not going to pop. It's not going to soak up like a sponge. But as that water works its way in, that brick is going to swell a little bit. Well, when it swells, it's going to take that person whose name you wrote with them. And that's one of the things that's put out over the Internet. But like I said, um, everybody is swelling folks, you know, here. But that's that's something you can use. And when I say it'll swell them, no, I'm not talking about like in that movie um, with, uh, what was that, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where the... Um, Wouldn't that be cool, though? <laughs> right. <laughs> where the girl ate, 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 the, ate the blueberry or something and then she swole up and he was like, well, send her to the juicing room. No, but I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about folks swelling, you know, their ankles swelling up a little bit, maybe their feet their, their their fingers, they can't get the wedding band off. You know, you'll start to notice it. So, especially with, you know, somebody you see every day, you'll hear them complaining, oh, man, my hand and my feet are swelled up, and I got all this going on. Well, there you go. There's a little there's a little bit of hex work. And now she casts into that dress for the reunion. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Just run right. the reunion. Mhm. Mhm. And see, a lot of times that's you know you, you've got to you got to wait until your target is at their weakest. I get I get people that want to do some box some boss fixing, right? And they just want to you know I send them a trick to lay and they want to lay that trick just as soon as they get to work. And I'm telling them no, you know this this is there's 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 psychology to this work. You don't want to wait until your target is at their strongest. I say, just think about it. Just, you know, ponder this for a little bit. You know, you you want to influence your boss to give you a raise. So you got your powders, your oil, your herb, or whatever. You don't want to wait, or you don't want to do it when they first walk in. You know, they've been up for a while. 
they've drove they've driven in to work, they've listened to the radio, maybe the good song came along, you know, maybe they were listening to um the downloaded podcast of this show and they're feeling good. They've got their cup of coffee from Starbucks and they are walking in just feeling fine and dandy. Well they're you know, they're at their peak right then. Now's not the time to influence them. You want to give, give them a little time, give them to settle in. Maybe they've got to listen to that, that brown noser that you don't like at work. And, you know, they don't feel like listening to that. Maybe maybe they don't, maybe they've heard their boss bitching at them. You know, you want to wait until they're at a low point. That is right Even there. Even when they're coming back from lunch. <laughs> and they're all sleepy and tired and full. Maybe they got stuck in that lunchtime traffic and they're a little frustrated. You want to wait until their defenses are down before you hit them with a little bit of magic. That's one of the ways to, you know, kind of boost your success rate a little bit. You know, um, with hex work, it's not it's not fighting fair. You want you do want to kick them while they're down. I now anything like else folks you when know. they're sleeping. <laughs> Well, I do that for everything, really. I like to get folks when they're asleep. Their mind ain't thinking about nothing else. They're just sitting there real receptive. Mm-hmm. And that's why I stay up all night. <laughs> sleep till noon. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm you know, rem- remember that work I gave out on the show about love when I said you can take somebody's picture and pin it to your headboard so that they're mm-hmm. watching you while they're asleep and it causes them to dream about you. Well, you can do the same thing, but only in reverse. You turn their picture upside down and put it face in on the headboard. And if y'all are doing this, especially the loved one, make sure it isn't there when you bring them home. <laughs> Wouldn't that be right. creepy? Walk into this Because then, then you got oh some explaining God. to do. You, you got, got some explaining to ends. do at that Because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's happened. <laughs> You know it's happened, man. <laughs> Walk, oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, okay, we got we got another question, Lazarus. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, the text line is popular tonight. It says, some people say that sage can rid a space of good spirits as well as bad. And they say in their experience, sage doesn't seem to work that way. Um, they've always thought that salt would be more likely to interfere with spirits good and bad than sage. And I said, do you feel sage is an exorcism herb or is that all hype? Well, (laughs) I'm going to say sage is effective in clearing a house of spirits. Now, does it always work on negative spirits that are kind of powered up? No. You've got some that that will eat sage and you know, use it as sprinkling on their dinner. Sage doesn't. Sage seems to have gotten a lot of um, a lot of media and online hype, and people are looking at it as like the ghost busting um, herb. It will move some along, especially the ones that are kind of willing to move along. The ones that haven't really taken root, they're just kind of transitory and don't really care about sticking around anyway. It'll kind of help to move them on out. But the ones who have taken root and decided, well, this is my house more so than yours, no, nah, Sage is really not going to, um, in my opinion, Lazarus may may feel differently, but Sage isn't the end-all and be-all when it comes to moving a spirit along. 
Well, in my opinion, which I agree with you, but at the same time, these folks burning sage don't know what they're doing. I see the Long Island medium or something doing this. Mm-hmm. The thing, you know, a lot of that's taken, folks are taking it from the Native Americans. Problem is, they're just seeing the sage. But you will never see a Native elder burning just sage. Then you see folks are making up few bodies in these New Age stores. Well, this one's wrapped sage and cedar. They never burn it at the same time. Some tribes go up to four medicines. One of them sage, but they're burned in a specific order with specific prayers. You burn a sage, the only thing you're going to do is just make your house smell funny. There's a way to do it that people don't know, and that's why they're having trouble. True. In my opinion. True. And I also would like to um, I'd like to commend the, um, well, not caller, but um, the, the, the person sending that text message, because I also firmly believe in the properties of salt. You mm-hmm. know, salt, I mean, salt is awesome. I sprinkle salt around my house, both the interior and the exterior. And on the outside, I do use some red brick dust. I use it the correct way. I don't use the, the skeleton key way. You know, so definitely, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, good job on, on the salt. Yeah, salt is actually very effective. Window seals, doors, corners of rooms. I even make a ring around the house. And I'll make a double ring. And maybe this is just me because I'm, you know, paranoid, you know, because people have a tendency to want to throw at me from time to time over something I've said. And <laughs> I will have a double ring. I have one around the house, and then I'll go out and make a make a loop around the property. And I'm praying and, and laying a line of salt. Well, you know, that's a good way to do it, the inside and the outside and the far exterior. Mm-hmm. Because you I, still I, walk I, through it on your doorstep if you ain't got that. Well, if they ain't got your doorstep, they might get your driveway. Right. You know, and it's I also sprinkle blessed salt on my welcome mat. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what, you, what you've been tracking, you know, walking through. You might have walked through, walked through somebody's curse. And I don't want you tracking that into my house, so I'll lay a line of um, a line of salt right there at the right there on the um, not a line, but I'll sprinkle salt on the welcome mat. You know, I also mm-hmm. you know we're talking about red brick dust, folks. I want to put this out there. If you watched the Skeleton King, you saw them laying those pretty lines of red brick dust. Somebody's gonna kick right through that into your house. All right, um, Skeleton King <laughs> had people thinking they were they were built in a Star Trek force field. You know, and nothing was going to be able to get through it. And I, where I'm from, I don't know where you're from, but I ain't never heard of that stuff laid in a line before. When I Me either. It, it was always scrubbing the doorstep with it. Mixed with your own urine. Mm-hmm. It was mixed with your own urine. So if you haven't heard it before, folks, you heard it here first. Well, you know. You probably read it somewhere and just forgot because the skeleton key made it look all pretty. You know, you lay a line and, you know, oh, no one who harms you can cross this line. Uh-uh. Man. It was, Is that worse? It was, right. Is that worse, you know, man? You know, there'd be, there be no need for ADT. 
man, I put a big old circle around myself, and I just start start talking straight ass cash shit to everybody and watch them not be able to do something. <laughs> exactly, and then and then I dash I dash across my threshold because you couldn't get across. <laughs> I'd be sitting <laughs> but, there going to like the bar and already having a whole place circle, going there to talk some straight shit and come out and finish the line. <laughs> You know what? I'm, I'm glad we got a caller. I'm glad. Yeah, we're gonna take that one. I'm glad we 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 got a um a little conversation on protection done. Um, because let me tell you, you know, and I didn't tell you about this, but my my neighbor to the left, their car got broken into last night. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't know what all was um don't know what all was taken. Most likely it was kids. Um. You know, because you know my neighbor doesn't know what all was taken. You know they, you know they have you know like me, they work out of their car, so they've got a lot of stuff in there. So she said right now, you know she doesn't think anything was taken. That this stuff was just rifled through. Now you know I've got my car parked out there inside the ring, up in the driveway. But they've gone up her driveway and gone into her car. Now you know as you know I, I went and did some work this morning. And as I'm coming back, pulling to the driveway, I looked at um, the neighbor on my right because, you know, I've got kind of a high kind of wall right there where I park, and their yard is right there in that wall. And I see, mm-hmm. like, some, look like, they weren't debit cards, but, like, insurance cards and stuff like that. So I think, oh, well, hell, that's my neighbor's stuff. So I kind of look at the car without touching it because I knew we were going to call the cops and take a look at it, and it was not. My neighbor's stuff, because I know their names, wasn't my neighbor's stuff. It was somebody else's stuff. So someone had broken into her car, gone around, and dumped some other stuff in my other neighbor's yard. My cars were untouched. All right. Now, do I think that that they could have, you know, you know, uh, decided to run across my yard and bounced off my hoodoo force field? No, that's not the way it worked. But I guarantee you they didn't cross my yard. Why? They were dissuaded to. They were dissuaded from it by the work, by my lines of salt, by my other protections out there in the yard, by my legally gotten with the with the approval of the railroad authority railroad spikes. But it wasn't you no see force I threw field. That in there? But it wasn't <laughs> no force field. You know, and that's the way conjure works. It it it, it persuades. It, it you know it does stuff like that. But um, we're going to take this call. I believe I know who this is. But if not, hey, we got a new friend on the line. We're going to take this call right now. Let's see. we got 706 area code. You are on the air. Who are we talking to? Baba Juju. Greetings. Salutations, everybody. What's up, Doc? How you doing, Papa? Hi. Pretty good. How are you? Greetings and salutations, Baba. How goes it? Uh, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Um, I want to... Um, Give a give out a, a quick verse to uh, people um, that's looking for blessings. They're doing blessing work. Want to encourage some oh. blessings in your life? So I know somebody listening to that. And um, there, it's Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse one through fourteen speaks about the blessing. Mm-hmm. The blessings in your storehouse. And when you go in the city, you'll be blessed. The blessings in your storehouse. Your storehouse will be blessed. They give a whole list line of blessings. I think it would encourage someone who is listening tonight that's looking for that type of work. 
or looking for those type of verses to recite every day when you wake up and when you go to bed. You know what? Um, you know what, Bob? I appreciate that, and I'm sure we got listeners that appreciate that because you know I'm looking at the callers we have in the room right now, and I know there's somebody who needs that. Just like I know there's a caller out there right now that has that mm-hmm. nagging, aching pain. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit is telling me to let them know that that's going to be gone by the time they wake up because they heard my talk on faith. Um, I don't know if you, I don't think you were able to catch it early on. Just like I know that there's a caller right there who's got some money owed to them that's about to be paid because they heard our talk on faith. You know, just like I know there's a caller right there, and I mean you, right there, because I see your number, that says, you know what, that fella's going to come back. Stop fretting. And, and that's a key thing in all the work. I think in all the work that one tries to do, the main ingredient is faith and the Bible. There you go. There you go. And that's, you know what, and that's what, that's what we were talking about. You know, you a lot of times people don't realize but they are bankrupt on faith. And if you mm-hmm. bankrupt on faith, it's going to transfer and translate into your wallet. It's going to translate into your love life. It's going to translate into the amount of luck you've got going on. Sometimes when people will wonder, well, why is it that when I when I scratch off that ticket, I don't even win another ticket? Or why is it I enter into a new relationship and it seems like, it seems like a club in the hood part of town where it's a grand opening and a grand closing the same week. You know, they're going to they're gonna say, well, why is it that I get passed over time and time again at work when I get there early and I stay late? Well, you bankrupt on faith. That's right. That's right. And it's you know, another part of that, too. I'm so sorry, man, to cut you off, brother. No, no, no. Go for, go for it. It's another part of that, too, uh, I think for those who don't have faith and try to do this work, you will receive those things that they talk about in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 16, verse 16 and through. I'm not going to mention that because I encourage people to go pick up your, your scriptures and read them. I encourage you to do that and I always add it in your work. And I think that, I think everyone who's listening got two, uh, three of the best hosts when talking about Conjure here on Papa Lou's show. Because the Bible is always happening to the country. It's nice to hear from somebody that thinks like we do. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and and we we appreciate it. I mean, wholeheartedly. You know, sometimes, you know, like like tonight, we had a quiet night. I know we got we had some people out there, you know, that are that are listening. I know we've got people both online, and we've got them right here. Doubting on their phone Hopefully we gave folks something That they can use Something they needed to hear now, I see we've got the 90 second mark um, Baba Definitely definitely thank you for calling I want to leave folks with this You know we're speaking on faith I like to leave them with Hebrews 11.6 And it says And without faith it is impossible to please him For whoever would draw near to God Must believe that he exists And that he rewards those who seek him. Folks, step out on faith. Leave that safety net alone. That faith is your safety net. All right? God's going to catch you. So when you come to us and you need some help and need some work, you know, aside from your money, bring your faith to the table, and, and that mountain will be moved and cast into the sea. 
And with that, a more than make it. Um, Lazarus, I'll call you after the show. Baba, thank you and so everybody much. Everybody kiss my ass. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I told y'all, I told them, I told them from now on, uh, no, no filters. We are going in um, with guns blazing because they've been coming at us. So with that, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see y'all cussing Monday. God bless you. Like I said, it's you.